What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Assemblage Beverage Podcast. We're your hosts, Mason Aronson and Adam Shoemaker. And, um, you know, we are super fucking stoked to be here. Um, you know, it's a, a not a brand new podcast, but um, starting with this episode, episode 24, how the fuck did we get here? Um, we've got some how new and exciting changes. Uh, yeah, how, how the fuck do we get here, man? Um, you know, I, some super exciting stuff coming for Assemblage, new website, uh, new podcast format, format um, new merch, uh, some new YouTube stuff coming out. So we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming uh, your way. Um, and before we kind of get into that, uh, the first and to me the most exciting change, uh, we've got a fucking co-host. Uh, we made it. Um Woo-hoo. Podcast co-host Mason Aronson. Um, you might recognize his name from episode twenty-three of the Assemblage Wine Podcast. Uh, and uh, you know we've been longtime friends, almost ten years now. Uh, roommates Can't for almost it. three years. Uh, drinking buddies for almost ten years. And uh, you know between us, almost twenty years of hospitality uh, experience or expertise or whatever you want to say. Um, so Mason, um, what the hell's going on, man? What's up, dude? It's good to see you, Adam. Good to be a part of the podcast now as a full co-host. I'm excited, uh, to get the ball rolling. Um, you know, just a little bit about myself as if you didn't already listen to episode 23, uh, just a CIA grad with Adam, uh, roommates, like he explained, and, um, just in the beverage and food and hospitality world for forever, my whole life growing up. It's been great. Um, I did a little stunt in New York City at Gramercy Tavern. I uh, did a little beverage distribution in Colorado. And now I'm in North Carolina as a general manager of a small restaurant group uh, that does fried chicken and donuts called Milk Bread. Hell yeah. I still gotta, I still gotta check out Milk Bread because uh, you brought some donuts from there from, or um, brought some donuts from there for your bachelor party, which was uh, just the most epic weekend. Uh, it was so much it was. fun. It was uh, a blast. And even though those donuts were, you know, a couple days old, they were still fucking fire, man. They were so good. Appreciate um, it. So I, I really want to actually be able to try them, you know, fresh and not a couple days old because I can only imagine. Uh, how good those things are and you know you know how i am about fried chicken too so fried chicken and donuts i mean can't beat it um yeah so i i want to congratulate you first and foremost on your now off the market you're now married i mean you've been off the market for a while but now you're now you're married that's official Uh, you've got a wife and uh congratulations your wedding was what last week yeah last two weeks ago Two weeks ago, basically now. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Um, and 14th of October. And I can't believe that was already two weeks ago. Uh, Crazy. But the wedding was amazing. Um, you two looked great. Alex looked beautiful. You looked handsome. Bridesmaids Thanks, looked amazing. Groomsmen looked fantastic. Um, Yourself included. Because you were you. one of them. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, it was just from a, you know, 
the, the ceremony was great. The reception was great. Everything was amazing. But I really want to focus on, um, you know, A, the fact that you're married and B, like the, the beverage service, because this is a beverage podcast, um, the beverage service for the, the rehearsal, the wedding, even the brunch the next day. I mean, it was all on point. Um, so I, I, w- what were you guys serving? Because uh, I, I don't remember. Uh, I, I drank too much. So tell me what you guys are saying. Yeah. yeah, it was a blast. You know, uh, Alex and I, uh, we, you know, are super hospitality forward and food and beverage oriented. And so that's exactly the way we wanted our wedding to be. Um, so with that, you know, uh, we had to have uh, champagne and caviar just, you know, served as an appetizer for the entire uh um, cocktail hour, uh, which was great. Um, then, uh, we had to have a house cocktail, which is my favorite cocktail, the Boulevardier, uh, served on a rock. It was, uh, epic. Everybody said they really enjoyed it. I had maybe two or three and that was awesome. Um, and, uh, then of course, Hey, you got, got some right here. Might have to drink it this afternoon. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we had to have um, non-alcoholic as well. And uh, non-alcoholic is very important because, you know, everybody deserves to have a drink, even if they're not going to be drinking. Uh, your DDs or sober people all need to have them cocktails. Um, and those we had um, like a cucumber kind of water deliciousness and then like a sparkling citrus soda, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then of course, uh, we had to, um, have like something extra special, which, uh, between my father-in-law and I, uh, we've got a tequila and bourbon tasting bar throughout the wedding, uh, which was awesome. It was like a Weller, uh, uh, Blanton's, Taylor, uh, all the, uh, high-end bourbons, which was a, a really good blast. I didn't get really to enjoy much of that because I was over uh, shaking hands with everybody, saying hello, because <laughs> uh, it was 120 people. And then the tequila bar was a Don Julio tasting bar, so all the way from their silver till 1942, uh, which was just a blast. Um, you know, sipping on a little 1942 right before walking down, uh, walking down to the reception to get married to my wife uh, was just perfect. It was just like that exact sip you needed right before you go out there. Yeah. And I mean, you know, whatever you didn't get to enjoy, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed, um, maybe a little bit too much, but, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I remember waking up, uh, the day of your wedding and we went and got brunch and everyone was just super fucking hungover, uh, cause the rehearsal was amazing. And again, all those amazing drinks and, and even more. And, um, I was talking to uh, a couple of the other groomsmen and we're like, yeah, tonight, like we gotta, we can't be mixing because the, the <laughs> rehearsal dinner, we were mixing tequila and champagne and bourbon. And I, I don't even remember what else. Um, and so, you know, the day of the wedding, we're like, okay, we've got to just pick one and stick to it. Um, that lasted for about the cocktail hour. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just stuck with champagne for the cocktail hour. And then, um, you know, then it was like, oh, well, I've never had 1942. I'll, I'll take some of that. And, you know, a couple glasses of that later. And I'm like, oh, Blanton's, I haven't had that in forever. I'll take one of those. And, and then, uh, you know, you almost forgot about the, uh, the Amaro and, and, 
espresso martini bar that that was set up later in the night. Uh, yeah, that, you you forgot about. I well. didn't forget about that. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, and then and then um, you know, y'all had my favorite fernet, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta have a fernet. And then I was like, oh, man, espresso martinis, like. I, I slept delicious. on those until your wedding because I was like, man, fuck espresso martinis. Like, I'm not drinking that shit. And I had one and I was like, damn, this is nice. Um, it's a little and boost a, and yes. gets a little drunk at the same yep. time. It's perfect. I had about six of those guys and uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't make it out after the wedding. I know you all went to a bar. Uh, <laughs> you, your Just boy, for one last night cocktail. Yeah, your boy did not make it out. Um, no. You were repping the shirt at the uh, at the after party, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, woke up the next morning feeling fantastic. Had a beautiful brunch at your at your in laws' house, and uh, oh. you know that the weekend was just phenomenal. So congratulations again. Um, Thank you. You know it was it was just the most amazing time. And for I know I like threw this up in the screen. Uh, this was uh, one of the wedding favors or one of the groomsmen favors. Um, it is pre-batched Boulevardier that Mason made. Um, as you can see, I haven't touched it yet. Um, I was kind of waiting for, you know, after recording this as like a little celebratory thing. Because I know Mason's got all the stuff to make Boulevardiers at his house. <laughs> all um, the time. <laughs> I don't, but now I do. Uh, so I'll probably be sipping on that this afternoon as I'm editing this thing. And, uh, you know, getting it all ready for our big relaunch tomorrow um so i kind of like now you know that's present day you just got married uh, two weeks ago i kind of want to jump back now to our like evolution of drinking and you know how how did we get here um because i i don't think you can overlook any even if it's a small beverage or something that's like what you drank in college. Like I I'm a, a, I'm a firm believer that everything you do gets you to where you are today. Um, I agree. So I, man, freshman year, um, at the CIA, I, I don't remember much of it. No, I, I remember all that, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know, all. we, we, we started with a very specific and a very inexpensive beverage. Uh, what, what was that Mason? Uh, it's called, uh, four locos. Yeah, they're about four locos. yay tall, and they mm-hmm. get you wild. I think it's a twenty ounce can, if I'm not mistaken. Probably about right. And, uh, yeah, and I think the deal can. was what two for five. Two for five bucks. Uh, one, you were feeling all right. Two, you were not feeling all right the next day. Um, we, I don't even uh, want to know how many four locos we drank that first year. Um, but too you many. Know, That's the too, too many. <laughs> And we always put them in like, you know, whatever free water bottle the college gave us, like, you know, whether it was like a a running like a race that happened or, you know, some sort of uh, little event on campus. They'd always give us these water bottles and we use them for anything but water. Um, uh, You know, but I think it's important to look back on that because, you know, obviously that was kind of how we got started in the beverage world. I mean, yeah, I, we had had beverages before that, but um, kind of our evolution together as, as drinking buddies, you know, that's, that's what we could get our hands on. That's what um, at the beginning we could find someone who was over 21 to buy us four locos. And that was, you know, that was what we had every day or not every day, Especially, but every weekend. Yeah. Uh, 
And, you know, it was, we, we, we probably need to do like on one of these podcasts, do like a four loco review. Like that'd be hilarious. I would love that. maybe not all of them, but you definitely got to throw the gold one in there. You got to throw in like the watermelon, the fruit punch. Um, and just, just all I, the I, shitty flavors, <laughs> Yeah, all the shitty flavors. They're so gross, but I, I don't <laughs> think I've had one since freshman year and probably for the better, but I feel like. I'm I'm really feeling like we should do that. It's just like a, I think all of our CIA fam, um, you know, all of our friends, uh, freshman year and all that stuff, they would they would appreciate that. Um, I agree. So maybe we'll do that in a couple episodes. We'll do a little segment of uh, four loco review. Um, I think it could be. I think it could be good. So, uh, but you know, and, and kind of through college, you know, after freshman year, we became roommates. After our externship, um, we participated in the game day grub match, which don't even, we're not even going to get started this, this podcast. Absolutely not. But yeah. the, the, I mean, episode 23, if you want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, the, a couple of good things happened from game day grub match. A, we got some scholarship money. B, you know, we were on YouTube. We got to meet some really cool people. We got to cook for a bunch of people. Um, but to me, most important people's choice, people's choice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shelling <laughs> on the latest potato chip sand, baby. Um, but the to me the the best thing that came from that was the trunk. The uh, trunk. We we okay. got this. We got this. Uh, basically, this like big. I mean, it's like old you could, fashioned like suitcase like, trunk. That's yeah, really what it was. And uh, you know, I had a, a a space for a padlock, so we padlocked that baby up, and uh, you know, we just um, kept our bar in there. Um, you know, we were, we were known as like the guys with the, basically the full bar in our room and, uh, you know, we we did it, we did it responsibly. (laughs) You know, we, we made friends with the RA. We made sure that we weren't going to get caught with anything that we weren't supposed to. And, uh, you know, we, we had like, we had a pretty good freaking selection in there. Uh, nothing like overly crazy expensive or anything, but, um, you know, we had a good selection of, of different spirits and, uh, you know, we had Tia Maria, like for, for some reason, Tia Maria is like the one thing that like sticks out to me for some reason, which is a coffee yeah. liqueur, which I think we probably added to, you know, our coffee in the morning, but in the morning. Yeah. Get the, uh, a little, get the a little day started on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I remember having Bombay, uh, Bombay Sapphire, uh, no. some, some wine, the Bombay you, Sapphire. Whew. Yeah, you have some you have some good memories with that, don't you? Yeah. Uh, what was it? My twenty first birthday, I think. Uh, yeah, twenty first. Um, we just got a one liter bottle, and uh, of course, we had two more class days left. But of course, you know, start your birthday early, especially if you're turning twenty one. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we uh, started drinking it with some, I think, Sprite or something like that. Sierra Mist, maybe. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I can't really remember. It's just that's kind of <laughs> just how we mixed it terribly and just drank that and drank almost the entire bottle um, up until 2, 3 in the morning. And our class started mm-hmm. at 5 in the morning. Yeah, the morning. 5, 6 in the morning, too early. And, and doing bacon and pastry with, I think his name was Eglinsky. Yeah, Chef Eglinsky. Our chef. And oh my the gosh, man. just... Uh, All I I can remember is uh, being told from the chef, uh, I am so surprised you are here, (laughs) but get back to work. 
Yeah, and that, he's like, you just, you like, we both, you in particular, you drank way more than I did, but we both just, like, reeked of whatever botanicals they put in Bombay Sapphire. I mean, like, juniper and coriander, and, I mean, it was like, it, it smelled like, like a Christmas had, tree. Yeah, it, it smelled like we had bathed in, in Bombay. Um and yeah, it was we we were pretty slick and and good about like okay yeah we drank the night before but no one can tell that night everyone could tell like it we just reeked like you know sprite and fucking yeah. and Bombay Sapphire but you know those are the memories in college that you know like it, it, we're obviously still talking about it years later and it's just like we did a, we did a lot of stupid stuff a lot of crazy stuff um, you know but. It 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 all translates to what we're doing now and and what we're drinking now and um, you Just know how I, things I, have kind of evolved. Yeah, and now you know we're drinking 1942 at your wedding. Then, uh, yeah. Needless to Thank say, you. that's not that's not what we drink every day. Well, it's not what I drink every day, but um, not me either. You know, it, it kind of builds your appreciation because we we've started from you know the I would consider Four loco like the worst of the worst. Uh, just really inexpensive and um, not tasty uh, to, you know, kind of progressing throughout college. And, you know, think some things have stayed the same, you know, like I still like Bombay Sapphire. Uh, I don't drink much of it, but I think it's good, you know, still drink Miller High Life like it's water, uh, you know. And, but you got that nice connection for that one. Got the nice connection for that one. But, uh, um, you know, and now we're we're able to, maybe not afford it all the time, but appreciate the finer things in life and the finer liqueurs and wines and things like that. Just because we've, we've been through it all. You know, we, we did our time drinking that cheap stuff. And now, you know, when we have the opportunity, like I love drinking expensive tequilas or bourbons or wines or, um, <clears throat> and it, I think it just makes me appreciate it more because of where we've started from. Um, I don't know how yeah. you feel about that, but that's, that's kind of how I am. No, I totally agree. Um, my uh, father-in-law, his name's Kenny. He's an amazing guy, but um, he is a, a huge uh, alcohol fanatic. So, like, just loves having things around and collecting. So, he's introduced me to so many things. Um, and one of the main inspirations for the uh, bourbon tequila bar at the wedding. So, you know, great things there. Yeah, and at, at um, their house the day after the wedding, he has like a beautiful wine room and like yeah. an amazing selection of bourbons and scotches and whiskeys and wines and ports. I saw maybe some Madeira. I think I saw in there too. So um, I I definitely had a like uh, liquor room envy or, or wine cellar envy <laughs> after going in there. But um, totally, you know, me too. Every time, hopefully, we'll be invited back and we can. Uh, enjoy some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I, just the hospitality was amazing and his, his selection's amazing. So I hopefully, uh, you know, we can enjoy some of that with him, uh, soon. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of want to just talk about, um, you know, where, where you're at now and, and kind of some of your favorite wines or spirits or beers or kind of what you're into now. Um, you know, it could be anything from daily drinkers to special occasions. Um, you know, we all know where we started, but I kind of want to know where you're at now. Yeah. Well, uh, as always the Boulevardier cocktail, is my almost 
always go-to cocktail. Um, but just like any place you're at, um, you know, I always believe that there is a time and place for a drink of, of the place of the occasion. So like for my honeymoon, um, pina coladas and tequila, those are like my main two. You're on the beach, you're hanging out. I went to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, or excuse me, uh, the Riviera Maya, technically, uh, just south of Playa, Playa del Carmen. And, or, uh, for the wedding champagne, um, and of course the Boulevardier can always be there. Um, but like, I don't know, right now I would say my go-to most often is probably the Boulevardier. Um, I, you know, really enjoy Buffalo Trace, um, as just like the simple bourbon, um, Weller, which is a little more expensive, but when you get it, it's just a lot nicer and tastes a little bit better. Um, if I can get my hands on 1942, love drinking that. Um, but otherwise, like right now, I think I have some Don Julio, just extra Nejo, uh, which is fantastic as well. Uh, Michter's, uh, fantastic one. And then if I'm going to drink some, some Riesling mainly or Chenin Blanc as my wines, um, uh, Don Hoff, um, are, is probably my favorite Riesling there. And then, uh, Le Hair Ferrer for champagne, which was the wine of choice at the wedding as well, which was, um, fantastic. It's just a great mm-hmm. sparkling wine overall. Um, yeah, but you know, you kind of just mixed up for whatever the occasion is, whatever you're feeling at that moment during that day. Uh, I think I have a little bit of everything myself here, so it's, wonderful to have it all so i can always choose what about yourself yeah. yeah i mean i i agree with that you know it's there's definitely a time and a place for for different beverages different spirits uh things like that um and you know i've been on i've been on like a serious chenin blanc kick too um <clears throat> and and i i don't always think about it but it's it's something that i'm always like if i see it on a wine list i'm like hell yeah i want chenin blanc especially if it's from the lower valley um, you know, it's, it's just like the acidity is like r- ripping high, super refreshing, you know, lots of like apple and, and citrus fruits in it. Um, so I've been really into that. Um, I have some, uh, Shannon from, uh, California as well, which is also fantastic. Um, I've been really into, of course, champagne. Um, I've been doing a lot of celebrating, uh, recently with, with your wedding and, um, you know, just got my, my W set level three. So, um, Congratulations popping, on that! Thank you, I appreciate it. I've been I've been popping some champagne recently. Um, Savory, maybe. Walk, <laughs> it, I I did on Friday uh, last Friday. I uh, I teach a wine class at, at my job every every other Friday. So this one was on uh, basically the the rest of France. So I did uh, Alsace, Loire Valley, Rhone Valley, and Champagne. And uh, you know I I opened a bottle of uh, Charles Heidsike Champagne. Uh, just the brute reserve and i was like you know the class we were doing the class and it came time and i was like you guys want to see me saber this bottle and they're all like sure so we like went outside sabered the bottle uh thankfully it didn't blow up on me and uh hmm. you know like i love sabering champagne like it's, it's just, just a fun show it's just a fun show and it like gets everyone involved um yeah you know like the the applause all that stuff but um yeah definitely a lot of champagne recently um, I've been drinking a lot of um, tequila recently too. Uh, I've been really into making my own ranch water. 
kind of like a good refreshing uh, just Topo Chico with a splash of lime. And um, uh, right now I'm using Luna Zool. Um, nice mixer. Yeah. You know, super simple Blanco tequila with the, the Topo Chico is just super refreshing. Uh, some Southern Italian rosé I've been drinking, um, rosé from Abruzzo, Italy. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of all over the place, uh, kind of just depends on my mood for the day. Sometimes it's multiple of those things in one day. Uh, you know, and of, of course, if I'm going beer, I'm grabbing a Miller High Life glass bottles only, please. Um, you know, it's, it's just, that's my, my drink after a long day of work. Um, when I want something to, to sip on, um, that I don't have to think a whole lot about, um, you know, as far as like pulling out the complexities of a wine or, you know, maybe I don't want to mix a drink. So I'm just like, it's just snap off that top and, uh, you know, down the hatch it goes. So that's kind of what I've been drinking recently and, yeah. uh, you know, kind of mixing it up a little bit. And as the weather changes too, um, you know, probably start drinking a little bit more, uh, brown liquors or, uh, fuller body reds uh, champagne of course stays always always uh um, oh, you know and, and even if you can't afford champagne or because or, champagne prices are getting ridiculous you know there's some really great alternatives cava cremants uh you know even some proseccos are really nice so um you know yeah drink more sparkling wine drink Agreed. more sparkling wine it's uh, delicious anytime you have it yeah. And, and every day is a celebration. There's, there's no need to hold that bottle for when, when am I going to be celebrating? Oh, you woke up this morning or, Oh, you, you had a great day of work today. Great Pop celebration. In a bottle celebrate. Uh, you deserve it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to touch a little bit, um, next on beverage certifications. Uh, cause not that these are the most important thing in the world cause they're definitely not. But, um, you know, I, I kind of want to give um, our listeners context to, like, you know, not only how the fuck do we get here, but who the fuck are we? Um, totally. And, and do we have any, you know, credibility? I mean, maybe we don't still, even with the certifications and stuff. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it could help us. It could help our case a little bit. Uh, right. So I know it's you the, have It's all for the better. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't. I don't think it can hurt us. Um yeah, yeah, maybe. Right. Um, but you know, because then they'll be like, "Man, these guys really have no idea what the fuck they're talking about." But um, we'll we'll let them decide. We'll let our listeners decide on that. Um, so I know that you have uh, your intro uh, psalm through the quartermaster sommeliers. When did you get that again? Uh, I think it was 2018, 2019. Um, okay. I can't really remember. It was like right after I moved to New York. Um, so, um, did for CIA specifically did the, um, 2019, 2019, 2019. See, I, there you go. IG has it, it all, baby. It does have it all. Uh, you know, got our culinary certification from the CIA, um, and then went back for the beverage concentration and did the, uh, semester away in Napa Valley where I met my wife. And then um, got my CMS after I moved back to New York um, and just got my level one there um, and just have been super involved in, in wine and spirits, specifically um, the world of it and just wanting to always learn and try and taste and have a good time. Um, and so I, after getting my level one, um, I thought about going back for level two or whatever, but 
for the most part, uh, the majority of the world uh, doesn't know much more than what you need to know for level one. So uh, I felt confident and I would learn everything else on my on my own. And um, my wife, she is um, level three certified for WSET like yourself, Adam, and uh, level two certified for the CMS. So if I need any more information, I always turn to her because she is my rock, my solid. Um, but, you know, for at wine and beverage purposes, I just, you know, I think that as long as you try and continuously taste everything, you know, you'll, you'll know enough that you, you can teach everybody you need to know. Um, but you know, it's just all about the enjoyment for me now, um, that I've gotten my one certification and, uh, just am knowledgeable about, uh, spirits specifically. And then yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with you where you're at now. You know, like I, I I have my intro with the CMS. I got that in 2018, I think. Um, and you know, I the court had some stuff going on uh, during 2020, 2021. So I kind of decided to to change my path and and started uh, doing things with uh, WSET, which is Wine Spirits Education Trust, uh, based in London. And I took my level two, um, which is, I would say, equivalent-ish to CMS level one. Um, it's maybe a little bit easier, but it's it's similar. Um, passed that in January, and then I immediately signed up and... Uh, or I'm sorry, I took it in January. I found out I passed in like April or May because they take fucking forever to get you your results back um and and then i immediately signed up for my level three i took that in august and i just found out the day before your wedding that i um got my that i passed my level three um and I didn't now it was the day before that's awesome it was the day before yeah i i was like i i kind of kept it to myself though i was like this may this weekend's all about mason i'm not i'm not a I, I think we talked we talked podcasts for a little bit at the rehearsal dinner because I like we had an idea or I had an yeah. idea come to me and I was like sorry man I gotta I gotta run this by you and then I was like all right I gotta I gotta type this out because I'm not gonna remember this shit tomorrow and I'm glad I did because I was thinking about it the other day and I was like what did you what what what, what what were we talking about and I was like oh thank God I wrote that down because I'm I'm the type of person now if I don't write <laughs> things down it's it's gone it's gone um, agreed. So yeah, that'll that'll be a podcast uh, in a, in a couple weeks probably. Um, but you know, I was uh, I, I, I was like this weekend Mason's wedding. You know, we can talk about WSET later. But um, but yeah, so I'm now that I've passed that. Um, I'm not going any further as of right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm really just trying to get back to enjoying wine because sometimes when well not sometimes but all the time when you're studying for certain certifications or, or wine, um, you know, leveling up and and being a sommelier, um, I kind of start to lose what I actually love about wine and it's enjoying it and talking about it and sharing stories about it. Um, because you get a little bit too wrapped up in studying note cards or, you know, trying to memorize every type of soil or every type of climate and, you know, where, what regions grow, what specific grapes and yeah, all that stuff's important, but it gets, I get a little bit obsessive about it. Like I've got to know everything and I've got to know it all now. Um, And to me, you kind of lose some of the, the, like I lose some of the passion I have for wine and it becomes not as enjoyable. Um, So, 
you know, now I'm happy with what I do know. I'm happy with, you know, or I'm content with what I don't know, or, you know, and I'm always striving to learn more, but, um, you know, I, I don't need any more certifications or any more diplomas or anything like that to kind of tell me what I do and what I don't know. So, uh, right. now it's back to, let's talk about beverage, uh, in the podcast, let's drink good beverages. Um, because really that's, that's kind of what's important now. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that's the certifications that we have, uh, take it for what it's worth. But, uh, you know, now it's just all about having fun with beverage, talking about beverage and, uh, cause that's really what excites me. And I think that's probably what excites you too. Cause if you, you agreed to be on this beverage podcast, so, right. uh, I'm hoping that's what excites you. Uh, definitely. It's part of, uh, the world that we live in and the things we enjoy now. Yeah. And I think, you know, something that I really enjoyed and I still like, I love to blind taste and I love to just taste wines, but, um, I, That's I, a I wanted, yeah. And it, it's not something I'm really good at. Um, I've got a deviated septum, so I can only smell out of one side of my nose. Um, so my, my blind tasting skills is like, that's my weak point. Um, because your sense of smell is like 90% of what you taste, if not more. Um, so if you can't really smell that well, kind of hard to taste uh but you know and it's something i've worked really hard on and and something that's developed a lot over the years and i think we can both attest to this is like tasting wine at just crazy hours of the day and you know just preparing for those exams yeah preparing for the exams our wine class at cia which was a very intense class and you know you're you're tasting wine in the morning you're tasting wine late at night um i remember working for a a company in chicago i was studying for my level one cms and you know i'd work a 12 13 hour shift it would be like midnight one o'clock in the morning i'm like hey man i'm you know to my boss i'm going home he's like no you're not you got to blind taste these four wines. And I'm like, dude, really? (laughs) I I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten in like, you know, 14 hours. I'm fucking tired. I want to go home. And he's like, no, you got to blind taste these wines. And, you know, in the moment I'm like, man, this guy's a pain in my ass. Like, you know, I I get what he's doing and I, I I respect it. And I, I appreciate it because it's making me a, a better sommelier. And, um, but at the time I was like, man, I'm tired. I just want to go home. But, um, you know, looking back and, and the wine class at CIA and all those blind tastings that I did, I don't remember all the wines. Um, but you know, there were some phenomenal wines and I think some of that stuff got a little bit lost, um, just because of the intensity of like your blind tasting at seven 30 in the morning or at one o'clock in the morning. Um, but you know, we go ahead. And I was just going to say, like, when you're on that uh, wine class for CIA, it's three weeks. So yeah. you get you know, 40, 50 wines, all four or five a day minimum. And you get just to try it once and you got to memorize it. And that's it. Yeah. And I mean, I for for me, too, and, and both of us and a lot of those students at CIA, that wine class, you take it before you're 21. So you're you're essentially trying wine or tasting wine for the first time maybe ever um at least wines of of quality um so you know you're talking about slapping bag yeah yeah we'll (laughs) we'll save that but uh (laughs) but you know like we're 
you're trying all these wines and you're trying to learn everything you can in three weeks. Basically, it's like intro CMS in three weeks. Um, you're learning everything. And you, you're basically starting with, because I had no knowledge about wine. So, and a lot of kids don't because you're 18, 19 years old, maybe 20. Um, so you're essentially starting from scratch and learning everything. So you're just cramming every day. Like it's, you wake up, study, you go to work, study, you go to class, study, um, study while you're eating dinner, um, studying yeah. literally everywhere before bed, doing flashcards, flashcards, notes, uh, maps on the walls, everything that you possibly need. Yeah. And, and trying all these wines and, uh, you know, right before I moved down to Georgia, I found my wines binder, which I probably haven't opened since wines was over. Um, and I was looking back at some of the tastings because we had to do all these tastings. We had to write notes and everything. And I was looking back and I was like, man, we had some, like we had we had, um, you know, some Alsatian Riesling. We had, uh, some really awesome producers of Barolo and like, we actually drank some like older stuff, like older, uh, like sweet Rieslings and ice wines and things like that. I'm like, man, that was, those were some, those were some cool ass wines. And we were just like, okay, well we got to taste all these sweet wines today, you know, like, and looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I could go back and do those tastings, like with what I know now. Um, and kind of enjoy them. Yeah. And know like, Oh wow. I recognize all these producers. And at the time I was like, Oh, we're drinking a Barolo. I I don't even know what that is, Um, but we're drinking one. Um, So, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of crazy that they, they make, you know, I I love that experience and it, you know, kind of set me on this path, but um, you know, you just the, the times that you taste when you're studying and, and, you know, kind of how we've gotten started in wine and, and beverage is just, kind of a crazy you know i i I miss those times of blind tasting at one o'clock in the morning but at the same time like now i can blind taste in the afternoon if i want to you know right just have a good time it it doesn't have to be as intense you know it's it's, it doesn't have to be not intense enough all the time so (laughs) that's Uh, not intense enough not intense enough um so yeah and, and i'm sure you especially being on california and stuff i'm sure you have a lot of stories about blind tasting wine and tasting wine at weird ass hours of the day and night and all that stuff too. Yeah. Our advanced wines class was, uh, midday. So you get a, get in by, I think nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. And then you're normally tasting wines probably about, uh, 10 30, 11. Uh, that was one of the first things that our teacher wanted to do. And then, um, after that he would just go into the lecture right after. Um, so you'd get to, learn about what you just tasted, but you were already supposed to have read up on everything, of course. So, you know, you're trying to balance it all out. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I really wish I would have done that concentration. I mean, I'm glad I did what I did. I went to Italy for a semester, the same time you went to California, um, which is one of the few, um, semesters we didn't room together. Um, but you know, I think our paths and where they are now, like, again, wouldn't be where we are today if, if we didn't go down those paths. So, um, you know, I'm super grateful and, uh, you know, got to see a lot of cool shit in Italy and write a thesis paper on Barolo and, and Barbaresco and Nebbiolo, which is still probably the most boring fucking piece of literature uh, or not even literature, the most boring paper ever. Um, uh, you know, I always tell people cause you know, people are like, Oh, what, what should I drink? I'm like, oh, always Barolo, always Barbaresco. And they're like, why? And I'm like, 
it's the king and queen of Italian wine and you know, all this shit. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, if you want us, if you want something to help you fall asleep at night, I've got a 10 page paper on Nebbiolo. Uh, no one's <laughs> taken me up on reading it, but um, you know, maybe one I'll, of these days, yeah. <laughs> maybe after well, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe after that, I'll send it to you, Mason, you can read it. And uh, I want your, uh, I want your critiques of it. All right. Probably. I mean, I, plus. I, I wrote it, um, 2017. So a long ass time ago, five, five years ago. It's crazy that we graduated five years ago um, I know that is from crazy. bachelors, you know, from associates. It's been six years now. Um, I mean, it's just crazy that that time flies this fast. Yeah, definitely. It's just been a wild journey and you know, the ups and downs, left and rights that you have to take. Um, but now we get to finally do this together, which is absolutely amazing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked. Um, and I kind of want to start to, to wrap things up. Uh, I know you got a busy day ahead. So, um, the last thing that I want to talk about today, just as like a last little intro to us, obviously people get to know us more as we start doing more of these podcasts. Um, and, and the podcast will become a little bit more, uh, you know, not, I, I won't say well put together, but with more experience, you know, obviously things get better. Uh, you know, my video production skills are shit. So I'm sure they'll be, you know, a little less shitty as we go on. Um, but, um, the last thing I kind of want to touch on is, um, you know, what would be your last beverage instead of a last meal? Um, what would be kind of the last beverage you would have? Um, you know, if it, if your time was over, I know it's like super dark and, and sinister and stuff, but, um, you know, people are always asking, you know, it's always like an icebreaker question. Like what's your last meal? Yeah. That, we're, 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 we're a beverage podcast. What's your, what's your last beverage or beverages? Yeah. You can have more than one if you want. Well, of course the Boulevardier, uh, can't, can't go wrong with that. Um, but if I couldn't have that, or if that wasn't going to be the last beverage one of, um, I might have just like a classic martini, blue cheese, olives or something like that. Um, or gin or uh, one vodka. Of my uh, always gin. Always gin. Good man. Always gin. Um, but, you know, I like vodka, but I need a little more flavor. Anyways, uh, if I had to choose something else, uh, one of my favorite, one of my other favorite spirits is a sweet spirit. Um, it's called Pomo. It's like an apple liqueur and it's super delicious, super apple forward. Um, and it's just like a nice sipper to kind of finalize the night um, or just finalize the last drink, go out with a sweet bang. And that's it. It's all over that's after it. that. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's, you know, again, probably in the moment would choose something that made sense for that time. Um, and that's just how I kind of like to drink, but those are probably the top three right now. Nice. What about yourself? Yeah. I mean, that's a fantastic selection. Mine would be, you already know what it is. Miller high life. Miller high uh, life. you know, it's just easy drinking the, the champagne of bottled beers. Um, got the tattoo on my thigh highlight. If you ever want to sponsor this podcast where we we're, we're pretty inexpensive, you know, throw us a couple cases of high life. Um, you know, and, and maybe some merch cause they just dropped a new merch line yesterday. It is Fire. sick. Um, I almost just put it all on my credit card, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding off. I'm like Christmas is coming up. Maybe someone will get me some uh, high life merch. Um, but yeah, it would be Miller high life, um, out of uh, a glass bottle only. 
um, and you know just maybe one, two, three of those, and then you know it's a wrap. I love it. So yeah, I mean, even though we're 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 beverage guys, uh, we still like we like the classics. We like you know inexpensive things too, um, and you know I think it's it's a good a good blend of of what we drink today and, and how we've gotten here. And, uh, you know, I hope we answered the question of how the fuck did we get here? Um, if you like this podcast, make sure you, um, you know, rate us on Spotify, rate us on wherever you're listening to this, uh, anchor, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, all those good things. Um, check out our YouTube channel, check out our social media at assemblage Bevco, check out Mason, uh, check out myself on on Instagram, Facebook, all those good things. And uh, the last thing I want to kind of plug is our new merch that's coming out uh, tomorrow or when this podcast comes out, it'll be live. Uh, you can find that all at www.assemblagebevco.com. And uh, we got some podcast merch. We got some hats. We got some koozies. We got some really cool stuff. Mason, I'm sending you yours today. And, um, you know, some really cool stuff. Check out our website again, www.assemblagebevco.com. And, uh, you know, until next time, Mason, you got anything else, man? Just thanks for joining us, y'all. Excited. Yeah. It's a start of a new chapter. Again, this was episode number 24. How the fuck did we get here? Mason, I'll catch you soon. Uh, Have a great day. And uh, until next time. Until next time. All right. Peace, bro. See you.